WSQF Blake Radio. It's now 5, almost 5.15. No, it isn't. I'm lying. It's actually 5, what, 12.14. I'm here with the Radio Socialist and the Concrete Conservative. I got to maintain the, the branding of the Concrete Conservative because, you know, Radio Socialist Alejandro. Uh, Buenas. I think you're going to say it again. Hello, everyone. How are how are we doing in this? Is this the this is the second show we've done for the new year? This is the new show of the new beginning of democratic socialism in America, as a result of Joe Biden's victory and the Republicans' inability to pick a speaker. So, I've been watching all the roll calls in the House chambers and the House of Representatives. And as you can imagine, I'm in total support of the 20 who are bucking the trend, who have the guts to stand up and say, you know what? Status quo is unacceptable now. From here on in, we're here to make things different, not to be involved in the groupthink supporting McCarthy. McCarthy stood around. More and more that you hear about what he did how bad he wanted this position, how he lost it the first time to Paul Ryan, and how he cow-toed just to preserve himself as Speaker for now, allowing that $1.7 trillion budget to take place. Think about it. Think about it, think about it, think about it. It's time for a change, and unfortunately for the House of Representatives, the rules allow for this change. The rules allow for 20 people to hold up everything. The rules allowed for this moment in time where Trump spoke up and nobody listened. Uh, The rules have allowed for people to interject and to criticize the 20. And I believe the number was eight that turned into 20. Not necessarily in votes, but it was only eight with sediments. Now they've picked uh, another black man since the Democratic Party has picked a black man to be their minority leader and waiting for the Republicans to fumble, either because people leave and, and don't stay around to for voting, therefore the threshold for 50 plus 1 is lowered, which could happen. And if the Republicans just make a mistake of 8 votes, Jeffries becomes the Speaker of the House. Imagine a Democratic Speaker in a majority-led House. What a mess the Republicans have done for themselves. Given that I said that, and the risky proposition... I I think it's just fairly clear that the Republicans, from the outside looking in, like, 2016 was just too good for them. Like, it, it was too good of a moment. Like, they can't move past it. Like... Not only did they get a guy who was completely fresh and spoke about how spoke how a lot of them wished they were able to speak publicly. I am in dispute of that. There were 17 people. On top of that, he defeats Hillary Clinton, someone who they've been trying to defeat for a while. You're missing something. What am I missing? 17 people running in the primary. So it wasn't the voice of the Republican Party that won in 2016 against Hillary Clinton. It was a 30% vote who was out in, in front from the get-go because the votes were diluted in the primaries, 
Ted Cruz being the first person to run, then came Trump, and then I can't remember the order after that. Chris Christie, Bobby Jindal, uh what was the other, the Schmiel from uh, Huckabee, uh, Jeb Bush, I think Jeb Bush was like number two at the time in terms of money raising. Ted Cruz was upsetting the apple cart when he ran, so imagine when Trump jumped in. So no one can say that Ted was not the guy who made the mess. The other 16 were, including Jeb Bush and the other 15. But the, Trump doesn't it, win it, that prime. It, it, it strikes me that the Republicans cannot move on. I like, believe they are know. moving on. They just don't want to move on with McCarthy with their <laughs> 20 votes holding up the whole shebang. But more or less, like, you know, I, I'm reminded in midterms that people really, really thought focusing on the gender panic was going to win the midterms, or they really thought the... You mean the, the Roe v. Wade issue? No, no, that that is not it, because not, they didn't run on that. Well, but gender panic... That, that ended up backfiring. You understand that you use a good choice of words, gender yeah, panic. The gender but, panic... But it, mean, talking, it means abortion to me. Uh, no, you're right. I would say abortion is a gendered issue, but like just really about sort of the trans issue, or... Nah, that's too small. No, exactly, you're right. You said it right there, but it was too running... small of an inch. No one really cares. But it was running Republican rhetoric. Well, it's running in the it's running in the trenches of our military. That's for sure. Well, there's you know, a lot you of know people, why that is. Why? A lot of military guys are really pissed off that they're going to war with transgender. Guys. Not really. Um, there's yes, actually, they are. There's actually a long history of trans people enlisting in the military because they could not find jobs anywhere else. Um, a long history. Can we go? Can you give us a date? Like probably thirty years. 30 years of transgender, transsexual, gender, transvestite-looking guys like today? Um, I remember there was a joke in... um, Have you seen Vet TV? It was an app done by former veterans to really, like, capture their humor and capture kind of the gallows black humor. On on YouTube, I suppose? It was on YouTube, and they did their own app. Um, But even though there was kind of like a... Kind of a, if you want to say, in bad taste joke... About the fact that it's like, yeah, your drill instructor is probably going to be a very noted. He's going to end up drilling you. No, in the locker. Like, in the locker. It, but it, it's going to be a trans woman. Was one of the jokes. Like it was something that they always kind of knew about. You know, it was kind of like. Um, what go- percentage you think? It was like what Goldwater said before. After a while. Ooh, now you're jumping to Goldwater. But Goldwater himself said that, that it was, was like, the beginning of the end for America, right there. Was um. He kind of ch- mellowed out after he was done with politics. Yeah, because uh, he didn't want to run to begin with. They kind of forced him to run for president. But he was saying, like, listen, not everybody in the military is straight. All that matters well, is that for, they're shooting uh, I, straight. They're, so they're, they're, there, there's been a long history of, of gays in the military. Of, of like, don't ask, don't tell. Like, queers in the military, and I mean, you know, yeah, queer, queers, 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 a debated term, but queers like the, the academic term. So some people don't like that term. It's just something I'll say. Tough luck. That's what we have in Blink Radio, WSQF. Blink once, I said it. Blink twice, you missed it. 94.5. So the, so live the, stream, by the way, we always got to announce the live stream. WSQF, radio.com. Bluetooth into your car. You can drive anywhere, at any time, at any place, in every way. We live should, stream worldwide. We should get this on iHeartRadio. It's it? already on iHeartRadio. Then, yeah, then get us there, too. It's uh, there, too. It's already there. Everything's there. So, you know, there's a long history. I don't, I don't know how many social media platforms I'm on, but uh, I've been told more than five uh, where you, you know, Spotify, all that stuff, 
Mac on the Rock, you got, I guess you got to search Mac on the Rock or Blink Radio Kibiskane or WSQF. I don't know exactly what the search engines are. Obviously, I don't know. I just don't know. And I wish I was really techie, but I'm not. I'm that past generation. I'm the I'm a born in the hippie era, man. 1964. So this- yeah, but all you guys, um, you guys are always the me, me, me generation. Hippies oh. are not hippies. That was the definitive attitude. No, but of the I'm movement. saying I was born then. I was yeah. I wasn't a hippie by the time I woke all, all, up. All the hippies ended up ODing on drugs or being no, arrested they up, by feds. They, they ended up in the Congress. <laughs> Bill Clinton was a hippie. I wish. I wish he was. He was a hippie. He, he, his wife was a gold He's a, dra- a, dra- a draft-dodging freak. Bill Clinton hightailed out of here because he was a smart man. I think he got a scholarship uh, to, uh, what was the famous scholarship uh, in London? Um, very exclusive scholarship that Bill Clinton got. Looking it up. He avoided Vietnam War be- well, because of his brains. Uh, he was accepted to the school, and he came back. Look, by 28, he was governor of Arkansas. I know he was in Georgetown because I remember all the plaques. I think that's where he got the scholarship. Uh, it's, a, it's a very famous scholarship. He received a Rhodes Scholarship. Rhodes Scholar, there you go. To University of College in Oxford. Yes. Yep. See, 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 yeah. I have some brains, but they're just little pieces of brain matter. It's not like you guys who got it all together in one big gobbly glue of socialism, statism, and environmentalism, and fe- feminism, and everything. That's- I, I think everybody should be pro-environmentalism, regardless if you're on the left or the right. Like that, Well, that's, Theodore, that, that, Theodore, that's a, yeah. Theodore Roosevelt, he created the uh, national park system. He that, was that, an environmentalist. We, we can debate on how we should use resources or manage that sort of thing, but it's, it's just straight-up common sense to want to be able to have clean water and yeah, parks. Yeah, but it's very easy to go that route and keep me defenseless. But when your feminism hugs trees to the point where I got plastic bags floating all over the world killing porpoises, doesn't that defeat your environmentalism? Because originally, you guys, you folks, environmental freakazoids, you were so anti-paper trees, or sorry, so anti-paper products from paper trees, that you pushed the market in a direction which was even easier for them. Plastic bags, plastic everything, plastic bottles, throwaway bottles. Water. I, I'm more than willing to contend. And then the whole freaking ocean is full of that crap, killing the animals that you also wanted to save through Greenpeace. I, I, I'm more than willing to political. I'm, you know what that is? No, no, I'm, I'm more than willing to contend that certain progressive groups make mistakes. Make example, mistakes? No, no, hold on. I've for example, made, feminism... It's a pattern. It's not make I, occasional mistakes. It's a pattern. No, I, it's a everything pattern. is adaptational. No, it isn't. It's a because pattern. If, of, if you want to play that, then it's very easy to do the conservatives always resist justice historical narrative. Well, we fail at resisting justice because you guys won't let us. The so you want pro- to resist justice? We want uh, no. I meant to say we want we want to fight crime. We want to fight crime. Did I? I don't want to resist justice. We want justice. Like you know, I want Biden impeached. I want the people that FBI to go to jail for colluding with the Soviets to try to take down Trump. I I believe that September 11th was a setup job. That uh, Trump wanted people to show up that day. He spoke to them on January the sixth. But after that point. When it came to violence and storming the Capitol, that was all incitement, set up, total rig. Pelosi knew what was going to happen. The, the mayor of D.C. was told to stand down. 
uh, don't let Trump bring in 21,000 guardsmen because that's going to look like a coup d'etat. He's going to look like he's taking over. And quite frankly, if you were smart, if the left was smart, they would have allowed the 21,000 men there. And it would oh, have no, looked that, like that, a coup. That would have been terrible. Like, yeah, but look what happened no, as a result. Like, yeah, but here's, here's the thing that would have been... Do you a, hear what you just said? Yeah, no, but there's a good Napoleon quote, which is never interrupt your enemy when they are making a mistake. They did. They did. No, they didn't. Yes, they did because... The, the Trump, Trump supporters were totally doing that. Look, the they, truth... They, they had totally... Okay, we, we've talked about this before. And Trump has even admitted that he's lost the election when his guard is down. Um, but this was a total attempt... To stop the signing, none of us of believe. The over. None of us. It's really bizarre because I come a little bit more unvarnished than the typical MAGA Republican because they were MAGA from the get-go. I was not. I was one of those who lost to MAGA in the primaries. So when I support Reagan, um, when I support Trump, there's a little bit of Reaganness that's supporting Trump at the same time. Because never attack another Republican is a good Reagan quote. Yes. Never shoot inside the tent. But that goes against with the 17 people who ran, not taking Ted Cruz seriously, Jeb Bush seriously, as if that wasn't serious enough. Then the real nonchalant guy steps in, Trump, and no one believes he can win. But he wins as a as the battle of nutrition wages on. He was getting 20, 25, 30 percent in the early states. Many of the early states and the mid-states in the Republican primaries allow independents to vote in them. That's why you get McCain's and Bob Dole's. That's something wrong about our party. Total admission here. Very few Republican primaries are as disgusting as the states that have so little Republicans in them, they allow independents to vote in primary Republican primaries. And I believe Trump got a lot of votes by independents who were liberal, voting for Trump in the primary, thinking he was going to be the weaker guy in the general. And it turns out he wins by the slimmest of margins and not by popular vote, just like Bush. Bush did not win the popular vote, but he won the Electoral College. Same thing with Trump and Hillary. But that doesn't mean that Biden won by 8 million. Yes, popular votes, he won by 8 million. We just say that it was... Oh, the battle was really over 61 to 68,000 votes in very specific swing state, four of them, where Trump beat Hillary. And he had to obviously win those to stay reelected. And that's all we claim. We don't claim to, that Biden didn't beat him in popular vote. I have a problem with 8 million because I, I don't want to admit that the American people are that dumb. No, the problem is that your your party know that's what I wanted to talk about earlier. You guys don't have a platform anymore. That's the problem. I believe McCarthy failed to have a platform. It's that's but, why he wasn't. Given that was a the mandate. problem with the Trump of personality, if you will, is that people wanted to support Trump because he was upsetting people they didn't like, right? And granted, everyone was tired of the expectation on Folks, the internet. I gotta have a cough suppressor. But everyone was tired online about the expectation on some level, having to be an activist, right? Like, I do activist stuff. You know, I have a public face when I interact with most people, and then I have to be, like, thoughtful when engaging with other people. So they don't delete you on social media? No, not so they don't delete me, because I believe in these causes, and I understand how, like, you know... You so put you're, your business... you're claiming that you don't gaslight when you're on social media? No. I, I've had to be able to do this. 
I've had to be completely consistent. I, I've had to be completely streamline all. And what's, and what's the benefit? I'll let the audience know what the benefit is. Is that I get to have a peace of mind. I get to be relaxed. Do they treat you differently at the actual protest when they know you stand for this or stand for that? Or most people just go Well, I, I, I'm at the protest because I stand for that. I'm at the protest because I believe in those things, right? So I feel like what happens a lot of time. What kept, what, you, of, what kept you out of those protests? Um, that Antifa did so much damage and Black Lives Matter. I actually have a story about that. Go ahead. Um, and it's really funny because I went to the Women's Mark. You know, this is the inside of Antifa. I you never were a member of either one of these two groups. Antifa, as um, people often say, Antifa is an idea, not really an organization. And this yeah, is but if you put on no, black, no, but hold on. It, it, it's conservatives might get a little bit kicked out of this. Is that there's two reasons for why people say this? Is the first one. Is, Remember, um, I'm brown, and I'm part of the, I'm part of the uh, MAGA Republicans. Yeah, but the first one is that these guys aren't particularly well organized, right? Is that the rallying call of being anti-fascist? Continue, lo- continue with that other thing. Yeah, play with that. Uh, um, for those, I was fidgeting with something, and he instructed me to continue. Yeah, because it's electrical stuff instead of the wire. That he uh, so. Antifa's movements, you know, these are mostly anarchists, as we talked about last time. They're very sort of adaptive. You consider Antifa anyone other than the ones who dress in black garb with their masks on? And A lot of their, their, their most effective work was actually doxing fascists online. Like out-and-out guys who would just be like, you know, gas minorities, race war. In contradictions to them or bait, debating them? No, they, they, these types are kind of anti-intellectual on some level, which is a big criticism I have on them. They kind of wanted to meet them with force. So they would figure out, you know, the people who were posting, like, Holocaust denial, like, the really sort of... The loons. Yeah, really the vile stuff online. The Antifa guys would figure out where they lived, who, what their name was, and they would post it so their employers would know. And they would not be able to work there anymore. Um that was another big aspect of Antifa was online. But I can tell you... So you believe that... Uh, I think you're making the group larger, and I, 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 I'll hold it as Bible. I mean, you're telling me the truth because you're instructing and teaching me. I'm not debating you. Okay, so there's a group of people who actually hit the streets, dressed in garb, beat the hell out of uh, people who are MAGA Republicans. Right-leaning, yeah. Yeah. And right-leaning, but MAGA Republican. Understand that Trump wasn't such so conservative, even though his policies were very Republican. Well, he had to appeal. T- he was appealing to the far right, and he pivoted toward appealing to them. Because that's, you know, you watch The Apprentice. You see that this is a guy when once his mind is made up, he has to go in a direction. He's going to go there. He's not going to, can I say the P word? Uh, I don't think you can. He's not going to tiptoe around it. Um, that's, you can say piss if you meant to say piss. No, no, I, I meant the other one. He's not going to tiptoe mm. around it. You know, that that's who Trump is. And a lot of these types, you know, the right-wing loons, as we will, felt very emboldened. So a lot of people got into the worldview of anarchists. And anarchists, as we talked earlier, were the guys who dress in the black in the robe. And they kind of believe that they have an absolute right. So that's what we're getting at here. I wanted the t- audience to make that connection. Yes. It's Those t- people are the ones who got into the black. Yes. And black, yes. uh, and these were the, like because they believe they have an absolute right to resist this stuff, right? Absolutely. Um, now, don't you believe in 
uh, groups uh, defending the the common man to put up a fight against them? I here's the thing that I really began to see because it happened to me as soon as Trump got elected, um, and if you could tell, I'm kind of a uh, I'm very interested in religion and spirituality. Um, I ended up I was kind of prepared for it. I had my garb in my backpack, and at the women's march, I had actually ran into a Buddhist nun. Mm. You told us that was what, was in front of the White House. Yeah, it was around there, and it kind of stopped me because it made me realize, like, oh, I I had to believe this thing had to be sought so viciously, you know, so tooth and nail, like it had to be a bloody encounter. You mean vociferously or like viscerally means real, like you know? Okay. So, I I was a big believer in that, and then when I saw her, um, it kind of stopped me, like you know, it was just like. Well, what what gave I gave you pause. It gave me pause. Well, it was like what I was concerned about was probably the same reason she was here, right? Um, eventually, after COVID, I you know looked around. Wait, oh wait, wait, wait! Not because you're in agreement, but because you both were faith faith based. No, I wasn't faith based back then. But faith, uh, I mean, you're confusing me. Well, we were both conf- opposed to Trump. We were oh, both opposed there to you Trump. Go, but make that clear, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were both opposed to Trump. So you opposed Trump. You both were there for that reason. Okay. And it kind of got me realizing that, like, maybe this method of street fighting, which I had fortunately never did, but was amped to do it after the election, um, it completely stopped me from going that down that line completely. Because and, the stuff that you detested about Trump was what is in particular. The stuff that I... His uh, crassness and his vulgarity. And no, no. was he, who he was willing to politically ally with. Because I was paying attention to what was happening in Europe over the refugee crisis. And the refugee crisis had really amped up the far left and the far right. But well, that was before Trump. Exactly. And I, I saw that this that was... was the go- Arab, that was the yeah. Arab Spring kind of stuff. But And I saw that this was going to come here. So I was like, it okay... Did. So I was Under like, the Biden administration. So I was like, okay, I, I'm prepared to fight. I'm prepared but to fight. But you realize the Arab Spring is now called the the Latin the Latin American salsa, and it's crossing our border in the millions. It's an invasion of people. I, I wouldn't refer to it like that. Because Why? Because it's too small in your mind? No, because one million, these two million? people aren't here to overtake the country. Like, especially in Do you Ve- believe the No, Arab- no, hold on. Especially in Venezuela. These people are, because Chavez's screw-ups... These people aren't keen to even left-wing ideals now. Like, these are people that I feel would be an uphill thing for me to convince them, where it's like, no, I've studied Chavez's economic mistakes in depth. I would not want to repeat them in here. I do not think this, you know, disavows the whole idea. Like, this, they would be an uphill battle for me to convince otherwise. But in the Arab so, And they're Spring, not, they're not it, aiming to overtake away but so, in the stuff Arab that's American. case... What's different? They're not looking to overtake no, Europe. These guys were not really adapting well. Europe was like, here's the thing, is that we in the States, especially during the Muslim-induced refuge- refugee crisis, let's let's be open and honest, we're talking about the issue that Muslims were coming into Europe. Yeah, um, Arab Spring. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's not the Arab Spring. The Arab Spring were the revolts of democracy or, or against, certain, against certain groups, against certain leaderships, right? And particularly yeah, Muslim-leading cultures. Yeah. That's not the Arab Spring. This was happening because America had blown up Iraq and ISIS was chasing away. Oh, tons. so there was a... There was a you're you're, you're saying, getting two events confused. Yes. In other words, which one was larger than the other? All right, but I, I want to go back onto this point that 
I had seen this happening in the rest of Europe, and I thought these sorts of things were going to start coming to the States. So I was prepared, and I'm like, well, I do not want fascists taking over at any sort of way, I, and I, I'll be an anarchist. I'll ally with the anarchists, was my thought, right? Because I had just got, you know, reading George Orwell, and he had a quote that was like, if I understood the situation better in the Spanish Civil War, I would have allied with the anarchists. So I was painting this mythology in myself and in my head about like, well, this is my moment to respond to history. And what I had kind of really seen after I met that woman, her name was Aniwago. I ended up meeting her three years later. Um, I worked a lot at her. You reminded her that you had met that day? I told her. I told her about this. Uh, yeah, um, I had worked a lot at her monastery up in Maryland. I had done a lot of work for them. You know, I really got to sit down and meditate. I learned a great deal from them, a sort of peace and a sort of non-anticipation. So she was a Buddhist nun? Nun. Yep. Okay. So to me, it kind of taught me you don't need to be angry to resist. You don't need to be angry to oppose something. Yeah, your intellect and your words mean a lot more. So that's what, what I mean when I, I know these groups was because I almost joined them. But I, I kind of diverged ways. And I, I, I think hopefully for the better. Um, you know, but I, I'm not really going to put down people's rational fear of a fascist. Because I, I think fascists are a different beast entirely. When it comes to politics, that these aren't really people who value the rule of law. They aren't really people, you know, they don't even value a sense of order. They almost crave a sense of chaos. Um, and I think it's very important to recognize them and not to play dumb or to, you know, or to play ball for them. And that, that that's something I still opposed Trump for was his willingness to kind of even just sit down and have even dinner with Nick Fuentes recently. Yeah, I find that kind of impossible to defend. I really do. Especially... And that, that makes me so happy to hear. Yeah, I find that, you know, if you're a man that wants to be leading the free world and you want to be the leader of Americans, somebody can say, yeah, you'll sit down with any American. But at the same time, people who are who are known hate uh, brokers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, but, I, but you know, don't get me wrong. I believe uh, Jeffries, the guy that they're putting out for speaker on the Democratic side, uh, he's a hate monger too. I've heard him say all kinds of racial stuff to incite anger among us. And, you know, he's no different really. Than what you're describing. Well, uh, what, what I but heard this Nick Fuentes guy, he's got what the hell can he offer Trump that is of value? That's what I'm talking about. He's a, a freaking peon. He's a peon in the world that somehow he got his name out there. And so what? A lot of people have got their name out there. I mean, big deal. Yeah. I, I heard a conservative today say it, and I think it's kind of best. It's like, give us a good answer. Um, and, th and this is how I would like the kind of the conversation in the States to continue. Which is that, like, okay, I'm a democratic socialist, right? I, I still want democracy. It's an important value. How much of it do you want it to be socialist of our democracy? Um, I want it to be, I want to um, keep more directizing democracy. I want more people to have more votes in how infrastructure. So, a popular vote for elections, no electoral college? I think everyone stands to benefit from it. That means that the inner city runs the show. No, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. 
presidents won't even go. It's already to, happening. The presidents won't even go by the flyby states, the, the, the states in the center of the country, because there's no people in them. I mean, they're still. They're, in fact, like it makes it more exciting to vote because it's like. No man. And now, now it's like you're voting directly beforehand. If I like, time if out, I, if time I make, out. Well, why can't you understand the obvious? Because it's obvious. It's not even partisan. It's just obvious. When the founders came out with the electoral college, they knew the nation was going to grow. Obviously, because it grow. It already was growing. It was growing as a colony. So of course, it was going to grow states. What is it? You don't understand that with the conflict of interest voter, which developed out of the welfare state. Dense societies that really are dependent on inner city benefits like welfare and state-run housing and care and, and all kinds of stuff. Why can't you understand that those state cities become nation states in and of themselves? They become very uh, oriented and dense in population. Therefore, they have an enormous amount of votes in the Electoral College, but if you left them free of Electoral College... But here's the thing. Is then that, then that the smaller make, states... That's not the smaller even true, states because have, already well, in certain states, the due to how the the, the precincts are like crossed out, like whoever, mean, whoever wins the more populated areas, which tend to be urban, win elections already. Uh, so so that That's not true. Yes. That's not true because DeSantis just won in a massive landslide and we have... Five or six dense states. Let's but look it's at Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania was a state that went red sometimes, but yeah. you know more of the more okay. populated areas but, went blue this time. So it's you know I'm, I'm all for state elections, but I really think the desire to keep the electoral college is partisan. I when why it's up, because conservatives are afraid their ideas aren't popular anymore. Well, guess what? That is not true. We believe it's more popular than ever, and because of the dense cities and states that are broke and those people sometimes leave those states as they do in swarms but they keep on voting the same way because they want free stuff for some reason they just keep on voting free for stuff the stuff is that, better than no like even the way you're phrasing it right now like um we're, hey we're, we're, it, hello it's thrown, like free th- stuff means the government shouldn't have been in the business to begin with no but and that's, that's where you're democrat- is that like People are going to vote for people who make their lives better. Yeah, with checks. Exactly. They buy them. They buy votes. So what? Why, well, why can't all, Republicans offer stuff? So what? The money's so not, what? The money's not yours. That's, that's not your money. It's if a governor in Illinois gives you a bunch of money, it's not his money to be giving it to you. Period. No, it's democracy. Republicans have to make promises that they're going to make things better for people. And all uh, they can do... In, is, in, in your it's own called pro, it's called prosperity, a solid economy, a solid military, and low taxes and low crime. That's how but we make life better for you. What does a working man get out of it? What does someone who's poor uh, get his out abil- of it? His ability to go to work, live off a, 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 a wage. Then uh, say you're going to electricity. stand up for him. Say you're going to stand up for him. Like that's the we thing. did, and he got voted out in a scam. <laughs> Come on, there was more. Working class people working than ever yeah, before. Trump actually, that, that's one of the reasons Trump won was because he was unafraid to go to West Virginia. He was unafraid to say, I'm going to protect your coal mines. Yes. Yes, you're right. But the rest of the Republican Party doesn't do that. They get up on stadium and then they start talking well, about how like Jesus what? wants them to run. Guess and then what? everyone who's guess secular what? nowadays is too spooked. And then the other side I... says, we're going to get you something to make your working conditions better. And bada bing, it's another one election for Democrats because Republicans don't have anything to offer people anymore. And I know it hurts to hear, but it's the truth. Guess what? 
we don't offer crime waves. We don't offer low birth rates. We don't offer complete and utter inexpensive lifestyles. We don't offer you that. If you would like to pay five, six hundred dollar gas, sorry, that was an exaggeration, five, six dollar gas, and your employer paying so much in taxes that he fires you, and McDonald's goes to a robot because you're fired too. And you can't afford a new car, so you have to keep on running your old jalopy and wait for a, a Barack Obama to come again and give you a, cla- a cash for clunkers. If the average folk can't understand that this is already failed, giving away other people's money to other people doesn't make that person all of a sudden rich. It just makes them, what's it make them? Addicted to money. That's not theirs, and not even the person who gave them the money. So the, it's not theirs w- w- either. What's your pitch? What's your pitch? Like I've been fired from my job recently, and I'm looking for work. And all of the you know the ways to get in are too high. Like you know, I need five experience. I need five years of experience to get a job and a degree that I studied four years for. And this is an entry level position. Like wh- welcome, what do I do? What do I do? Welcome to the bed you made. Plain and simple. And until you realize that it's the bed you made that makes that very hard for you. I did everything that was that's told one. to me. Guess what? You were told by your folk. And that's the problem. You weren't listening to us. You weren't. I would have told you not to study philosophy or liberal arts. I would have thrown your butt just because of creativity. I would have thrown you into something that's really employable. Like computer engineering, computer tech, computer... Uh, something savvy, uh, graphic art, so that you could work for a cartoon company, a motion picture company. Uh, and unfortunately, I was speaking to someone today who was see, looking, that, who's that, looking that's, for that's work. Losing, it's going to get. It's not a losing proposition. It's a losing message. It's a losing message because the it's message like, you heard was a losing message. You yeah, just admitted it. No, so the, why the you message inc- you told me? Because it's like no, I'm down on hard times. I did what I was told. What could I done? And the Republican answer has always been, "That's on you, buddy." Wow, what great politics! Who's hey, excited? You have to. I have to come to that conclusion only because I know that we didn't set the curriculum. We didn't tell you those things that you said that you did what you were told. You know it didn't come from us, and now you're blaming us that we have a, an alternative that you've never tried or have been told. And you say, "Hey, what do you got for me?" Well, the only thing left is money. For me, they just give you a check so you don't ever work again. And the billions of dollars that, that the, the battle of the speakership, going back to our, my original comment about the, the political ongoings, by design, as they said today, it's designed this way to create havoc and discourse over a speakership before a, a congressional session even begins. But here, here's the thing. Republicans could make, like, they could make a platform off saying, like, hey, um, university students who are screwed over by the colleges, right? Yeah, here's well, money. Like, here's, like, a, here's a no, free no, job. Well, like, we'll take the fight to them, right? Like, let's take on the university We've system. been talking like that for years. No, you complain about the fact that they say stuff that you don't Alejandro, like. You don't we've offer been policy. Fall, we've been fighting you, you the, guys have been talking the for public decades. university system for 60-something years, the and we universe. have failed. We the have pu- failed to get through to you. And now the bet is made by your professors, by your chancellors, by the uh, 
uh, federal grant administration. It's offering nothing we were even for people who we are were struggling. Even to... fighting, we were even fighting the Pell Grants. We didn't want it. Go look on YouTube. You see the black and whites. You can even... Where's s- about fighting the inflation that it takes in the You made system. that bed. You know how the inflation came? Right. People who were wow. too young to be voting I understand. made that bed. Like, th- this is the losing argument. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, rhetoric is about being you sexy. You have to be sexy for people. It- it's not about being right. You it's about what? being sexy. Guess what? Turn your head... <laughs> Of your age and said to say to those people who set you up like that, blame freaking them. When the Pell Grant came out and the all the financial aid came out, our side, and I wasn't alive either. I wasn't alive. I just researched it now because I see the videos. I see the YouTube of actual black and white, cut and paste, whatever they did to create the videos on YouTube. Just the art is in the search engine. How can you get the right search engine to get the information you're looking for. And we said back then, during the days of free health care, I mean, free um, schooling and tuition and all that, stuff, everybody on the right, which was really small because it's not as big as it is today, was saying, oh, my God, it's going to create inflationary tuition. And now today, that 20% that got a college degree more than 70% of that 20% still owes student loans. And then what happens if a Joe Biden writes off the student loans that the court found unconstitutional? You're screwing the guys who did pay off their loans. But see, that's another losing message. That's a losing message. Yeah, because it's not free money. No, it's, it's a not harsh reality. It's free money. It's because you're telling people to go screw themselves. I'm telling you that... Like, the- you, you, you have to realize is that there are... Like, every single time people enter politics... You gotta make an enemy out of someone to get in, right? And the uh, Republicans. I think the Democrats have mastered that. Yeah, because so, Repu- you know, yeah, you know, the Republicans' constant enemy are people who might be voting for them. It's no, the poor, it's the working. You know who's the constant like, enemy? They, they keep telling them, we don't that want is, you to get not, out. That's not the message. The message is stop voting for the party in power. The party in power is represented by something you have ignored since we started these shows. Take very seriously, as I tell other people to take very seriously. I might be the only guy in the nation which makes this show really important. Take seriously what 11 filibuster-proof Senates, which is the only gauge that you and I have, since we weren't born in those days, the only gauge modern man has to determine what a political party has done with its legislative power. And its legislative power sometimes included both houses of Congress for decades at a time. And guess what? All that stuff that I'm criticizing right now was written into law in those decades when we didn't have diddly squat voting power. We couldn't earn it for the life of us. Why? Because we're so freaking dogmatic. Republicans are dogmatic. Exactly. No matter how, but we were right. We were right. And now it's at the point of your bed is made. It's soiled. Okay. There's uh, menstrual stains on it. There's fart stains on it. There's dog mess on it. There's dog hair underneath the sheets. And everything they told you was a lie because it doesn't get you a job. And guess what? When they ran out of money, those same people that told you these things because they ran out of money, they got rid of the only thing that they had right, the trade schools, the work, the, uh, the wood shop at public schools that private schools could not offer because they couldn't pay for a wood shop 
public school could. They got rid of plumbing, electricity, airport, um, uh, avionics. Remember uh, Emory Riddle over there by the airport? Taught people how to fix those things. That's like a clear sign that a lot of money was put into a trade school. And remember the guy, the dirty job guy on cable? He's still at it. And he's right 100%. And he himself was a liberal. And he finally realized, whoa, boy, was I wrong. It's a great way to make a living. But, but even so, blue collar jobs they're, they're pays need, over a hundred thousand dollars. This doesn't escape the point that Republican rhetoric is it, not it's our not fault. Channel, you're not blaming. You're not channeling people toward any of this. You're not saying like, listen, there is a very real issue with you know student debt forgiveness, and instead of going. Oh, um, you here, can't. Are some, here are some grants to go. Here are some grants for people who are willing Not to go grants. to something. Like, offer anything for people to go who, you know, are going to become bums to go over and study these sorts of things, right? But it, it's, it's no. It's, you know how many? It's more you know attack, how many? It's, hold on. You know I let criminal? you go. I let you go. I let you go. It's more attack on the public sector. It's more attack on the only things that are letting people to hold on because to. Because we are right. So what? Hey. It's, we can't fix you what you guys... You have to adapt to the moment. And you, you guys, leave that alone? I'm not doing anything. I'm you're pr- moving the thing. In the, it's a sense that this is a $100,000 facility here, right here where you're standing. Anytime you touch these things, you're creating stress on electronics. And if you want the audience to hear, keep on hitting that, and eventually that... 5000 bucks that you're now talking to, because that microphone, its attachment, and Wait, the wiring... Let, let, let's get back to it. I got it, it starts going... Let's get back. But it, it sucks. It, it sounds the, terrible. It's the Republicans don't offer an alternative. What is their... Like, the you alternative have the is what we said. to govern, and you don't want to govern. That, uh, that is the problem today, with the today Republicans. I can, I, today, I can honestly say, today of all days, that I can see how a lot of America, especially Republicans realize and can say, yeah, we don't want to govern because we can't even agree on getting rid of the guy that's there because only 20 people want to get rid of him. And that guy's the biggest hack on the planet. His name but, but, is McCarthy. But that, I, he just came to 8th Street during our chaos of Cuba, right? And a friend of mine who was an influencer, but from Cuba, and he was invited to sit down with McCarthy and a group of influencers. And I begged for him to look at me straight up. Sorry, I couldn't say that because we were talking on the phone. But I was begging for him to ask me, why don't you attend? I'm not a Cuban. I was born here. You know what I mean? And and I said, my God, I would have write that ship in a second if I had that kind of FaceTime with McCarthy. Guess what? He lied to them, all of them. They were so gullible because they just arrived here less than 10 years ago. And they believed that, oh, my God, I got this important. I'm sitting in front of the minority leader of the House, because that's all he was back then. He still is. And, and my God, he's going to do something for Cuba. And then he called me back. Did you tell him what I told you to tell him? First of all, number one, you had to address him as honorable. You can't say Mr. McCarthy. You have to say honorable McCarthy so that he hears, wow. A guy who just arrived in America is already calling me honorable. I don't even get called that way by my friends and peers. And guess what? I call my council members honorable. Here on the key, village council members, I call them honorable. Anybody who who knows me, who knows that I talked to them and they were elected, knows that I say honorable. Why? Because they got elected for by the people. They're not Jim to me anymore. But Even pe- if they were Jim before the election. To be elected, now they're honorable. 
But this is like what I'm criticizing. Including the left. I call them honorable too. But what, like, this is like what happened with the Democrats, right? This is what happened to the Democrats. In this is what happened. They failed. They put us in bankruptcy. No, no, hold on. The 1.7. Let, let me make my point. Is that trillion dollars is, that is a. They kept going that Hillary Clinton was the most qualified candidate since blah, blah, blah. Who? Well, us Republicans know. No, no, no. We were calling like, him a he, villain. Hillary was just constantly talked about. All her credentials, all of her things. This you is her guys time. made her. This that is her time for. She progress. was a hack. I am talking about liberals. Okay, well, say so. So, so, so say I, did, it. I said, I said so. It was like the same thing with the Democrats, is that they kept talking about all of these things. Like you know, listen, she's not popular, but you got to vote for her. She has a background. She can make history. And it's like, but why? Why do I owe Hillary my vote at all? Why? Exactly. Exactly. But that's the thing. There was is that Republicans cannot work on the assumption that people who believe what they believe. Are just going to be their background, like that. That that, that you're makes... asking too much from no. us when you are Th- likely is... to vote for the other side. I can't this, say this that is we what won't... you guys are going to lose because this is what my jo- this the is what my job that's... as an activist entails is going to the neighborhood only... to neighborhood, asking people what do you need, what do you want. If you could improve your community, what would you do? And I put that down. I listen to them. And then I come back and I organize and I try to do. Could you what tell they, me? Do you, could you tell me some of these answers so I could debate the answers? Because I know they're not honest. Tell me see, what they told the you. That's the thing. That's the thing. Is that you? What don't do even, they tell you? You don't even what want do to entertain you? it. You don't even I want don't. to entertain it. Exactly. That's because why you're, you're why because you won't give me the right answer. The answer that they I, told I want, you. I want my community service I want better safe, funded. I, I want more trees. I want. No, they don't say that. That's a lie. They say, I want a safe school and I want a safe community that I can buy and come home with all my stuff and I get a gun put to my head. That's what they want. They want safety. Everybody wants Everybody, safety and great wants schools. Different things. That's not true. Everybody the wants thi- safety. The, re- the rationale that you know this is the reason come why on, your worldview is headed down the train yeah, tracks. Yeah, uh-huh. Is because we're winning. It, yeah, you're winning right now. You guys can't even elect. Some, uh, uh, the speaker has no sign. We want the guy out. I represent your, your party's in turmoil. No, they're not. Yes, it is. The vast majority want the status quo. Wake up. The anti-Trumpers are a mass group of people in our party. I will grant you that. The people who hate Trump so bad obviously voted against him, and they are representative by 90% of our I'm house. I'm giving you advice right now. I, 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 I'm I am sorry. your therapist. If you I am wanna, your therapist you trying to offer say, you, this is, your, this is the ailment of your party. Is you guys read Thomas Jefferson, who lived... 200 years you keep ago. Uh, talking about Thomas Jefferson, we don't because mention him. Because it's the rhetoric. We don't it's mention all of him. It's the rhetoric. We don't mention him. It's the worldview. It's the we, attitude. We're much it's more 1850. It's the belief on freedom. No, it's the belief until 1850. It's all of this attitude. And it, it, it's that no deviation is set in place. Okay. And that's the thing, is that I'm, you got to deviate. I, here's the thing. I don't go door to door telling people the tenets of the immortal science of Marxism. No, because that's not what people need in their day-to-day life. Oh, an epiphany. You realize that 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 won't fly. Now, it's going to fly eventually by the boots on the ground when you're in a food line. That's when you guys realize, man, that guy on the radio that I used to get pissed off, he's so freaking right. And I've only been told that. I've been told what communism is like because I come from that. And that's just the Mickey Mouse version, the Cuban communism version. God knows what the Russians have told me, which I have. I had one painter. Uh, a wall. I, I, I've talked he to told me what Soviet communism looked I, like. I've it's talked terrible. to people from these regimes. But so, so here's the thing is that I understand that what Americans need is going to be 
vastly different depending on what part of the country they are. That's like, true. Floridians are, have that's vastly true. different needs that's than true. people in D.C. They, or people oh, in L.A. So that's How to about me, the people in the middle, you freak? Where all the cows and the corn and the wheat is. The ones that the presidential uh, candidates would ignore if we had your way. The people in my worldview, then, I hope you guys also in Ohio and all of these... How about Nebraska? You go ask door-to-door with those North people... North and South Dakota, Wyoming, yeah, sure, but I'm in Iowa. Miami. I'm in Miami. I organize in Miami. I answer to the needs of Miamians because that's where that's, I have the power. I thought you were talking about D.C. all this time. No, I'm... T- no. Oh, you're a newbie. You're starting... I'm talking about what I do with my time. Now. Yes. Okay. So this is how I organize politics. And it's like, I don't see this attitude on the right. I see that some guy is backed by some think tank like Young Americans Project. And they, they get some guy who has a Daily Wire show like Matt Walsh. They put him in a university. So all the conservative I like students... I to listen to him. Do you so, listen to him? Because I don't. Yeah, he's very I, goofy. Um, he's a very goofy man. He sounds goofy or you just don't think he makes sense? He, he kind of plays into like I'm just a goofy everyman role. Um, like I'm a father, everyday father. He he talks like that, yeah. But like, so it's like, but this is what I see the Republicans do. They go to other people who have studied conservatism at a university level, and they go and they give the young people jobs, so they're inculcated into the conservative breeding line. You know, as, as um, what was his name? Um, Prager from Prager University. No, no, no. The, Hills Day College. Hills there, there's um. Who was the Trump's first um, advisor who scared all the liberals? What, Bolton? No, 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 no. Steve Bannon? That Bannon said about, like, Matt Ryan is that these people are grown in Petri dishes by, like, the Cato Institute. <laughs> you know, like, that, that's the problem is that there is no organic organizing anymore. Like, it is simply... Just Antifa and Black Lives Matter. But at least... And some parts of those movements, those people go into their communities. All this they is do is destroy everything around them. Right, how, how, how many horizontally organized meetings have you been have to? Have you ever seen conservatives how, knock exactly. down uh, statues? Have you ever seen that? Have you seen them throwing rocks in storefronts? Yes. Have you seen you were sh- just talking about January 6th. That was a conservative riot. Okay. Okay, even if you want to go down, down January six, if you want to go down the line, that was an incitement. That, that was people an incitement. still bought into it. That, there were still guys hey, who go and the doors were open, and they went in there with selfies. And the left, being the lying party that they are, called it an insurrection with selfies. Okay, I, great. I would, I would call it a riot. And they're still in the slammer. And all those people that threw rocks at Nike stores raided uh, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, Louis Vuitton, and all the other great stores on these great boulevards are still boarded up today, and none of them were even put in jail. And then they run over parades of children in strollers, and they're convicted I don't know how many times. Oh, just making and, up stuff. Just and they just, stuff. No, that's not true. The guy who ran over a bunch of kids, he wasn't but even... A, even so... These people organize at the local level. These people are invested you're in the... Asking for the party th- aren't. The, you're you asking for aren't. the party that told you it's going to get this way to all of a sudden change to appeal to you when you lied in the bed that was made for you. I granted they, they lied to you. They rigged you. They we did, uh, uh, There are a bunch of must. There's people in my party that were corrupt enough to to side with uh, your folks because they had the majority. We have, like, like I said, political Stockholm Syndrome is what I say in my book. Here's the thing the Republicans do, is that you get a guy like Frank Lutz, who is... Frank Putz, as as I call him. But he goes and he 
work to his Republican talking points. Yeah, he put the little dials. To, to, to make them more popular with people. Because, you know, but it's almost like an admission of guilt. But it's like, okay, let's work on the rhetoric. However, we know that our policies don't appeal to people. Like, uh, that, but that says a lot about you guys. You don't like obedience and sacrifice and prosperity. Those who likes are obedience? Huh? Who likes obedience? You this did, sounds, you like, study, a stal- you start, you this sounds march- like a Stalinist talking you, point. You, you, li- you like martial arts? It's all about obedience. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, the, the, but, but the, no, not at all, because that's completely different. No, it's discipline. If I, if no, I, do, if no, I do discipline no, in my spare no, time, no, 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 yes, 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 no, I'll do discipline in my the spare time to, for a guy no, I give money to train no. me in a technique rather than the government. The oh, you want me to be obedient to the government? I'll tell you that, what, obedience. That, that, this is the lunacy. No, These are losing I'm talking not, points. I'm not talking about obedience to the government. I don't know what you made that up. Don't put words you in my mouth. You just said obedience to economy to prosperity. Hello, I watched, me personally, as you should personally, watch what it's like to overcome poor decisions, make mistakes, and still be prosperous because you overcome your mistakes. I see that all the time. I saw it personally growing up as a son of an immigrant uh, who did very well in life. I saw when he made the mistakes. I saw when I couldn't play sports because my brother was already playing. There wasn't enough money to go around to play all these sports. So the oldest son got to play the sports while I had to just play kickball until things got better. And then I got to play baseball. And he also got to play football. Uh, those things, I saw how my father was not around. I told you in a previous show how I, I had an incredible basketball game one day where I was shooting the lights out of the gym, and I didn't see my dad until the last two minutes of the game as he creeped through the gym door because he was late to the game. So late, it was late in the fourth quarter because he was working. And he then left me a lot of money. Obedience and sacrifice. Seventh grade education, no inheritance from Cuba, no famous family, none of that stuff. Quite frankly, famous family just wasn't his family. It was his last name. That's it. But he was still a 17-year-old little freak who tore out the backseat of a car, built a produce business. Uh, half the products he bought, he, uh, he remembers, I remember, uh, rotting on the platform. And you had to, we had to reduce boxes of crap to create, you know, out of 25 boxes of crap, we were able to salvage five boxes of really good stuff and sell them at market price just to break even on the 25 boxes that, that were crap because he bought them poorly and he knew he bought them or they lied to him or whatever. That's called the obedience to prosperity. Americans have to understand that you can't ask us to change our message just because you listen to the wrong message. You want it to cater to you when you've already got free stuff going on. Uh, Social Security is free. Oh, I paid into it. No, man, it's a Ponzi scheme. There ain't no money in the Social Security fund. It has to be funded by the federal government on a regular basis because they tap into it. Remember when they told us, I don't think you remember because you're too young, but they told us that all the lottery money was going to go to education. Now only a percentage of it does. Big freaking deal. Now only percentage. That's lying. And guess what? It was right before Republicans took uh, both chambers, it was right after the Bob Martinez administration, who was the first Republican since Reconstruction as governor of Florida. People don't even remember that before Bob Martinez, one of the worst Republican governors, probably the one of the worst governors in our in our history, wins as a mayor of Tampa. Uh, the the uh, the uh, lottery system for uh, lottery for public schools 
was created. And it was supposed to be for public schools. That means all of it, not a piece of it. Within two sessions, it went to general fund. We have a constitutional amendment right now that mandates by constitution 20 kids per classroom. That's insane. How did it even get that? How did it even get on the constitution? It's completely unattainable. So I understand that in the failure of us earning, based on what you're telling me, we failed to earn your right to vote doesn't mean we were wrong. Doesn't even mean that our message wasn't good enough. This it is means like what that nerds, you won't this, this is what nerds, you won't accept obedience and sacrifice no, this to is prosperity. What nerds do. When nerds aren't popular in like high school or middle school or in college, will they simply go, Well, they don't like me because I'm deep down smarter than all of them. That like this the a real winner adapts. A real winner looks at his environment. No, he doesn't. He, oh, he doesn't look Do at, it my way or perish. And uh, guess what? A winner looks at his we environment have, and learns what he can learn from it. Like, this is the, the, the huge difference. You want to talk about personal you know what, stories? You know what the, I, I had incredible amounts of social difficulties growing up. And it was very easy for me to wallow in this sense of defeat, to wallow in this sense of, oh, I was no a stutterer. Okay. No one's going to I repeated first grade. I had to learn. So what? It makes us better. Because I learned from other people. I learned what other people you, value. You, had, you, you learned desire, okay? No, I always had desire. And you were obedient. I learned how to get and along you had, with you were people. obedient to your desire to get out of this kind of thing, rut. In my case, it was stumbling, mumbling, and I'm go- going back to it now, unfortunately, but I, the truth is I'm on the radio, and I was a mumbling, stumbling first grader who repeated it. Coral State Elementary, Westchester, before Kivis came. And I came to Kivis in the fifth grade. Thank God I wasn't mumbling anymore. And today, no one can shut me up because I'm on the radio where I blink once. I said it, blink twice. You missed it. Don't ask us to curve our message. But just to let you know that, it, that my sentiments are not based on what you said today. It's based on concrete conservatism. Believe me, there's some parts of me that are not conservative. You'd be appalled at some of the liberal ideas I have. But, uh, almost to the point of duplicity. But this is what I wrote today on my Facebook post. Now, I've been shadow banned. I've been censored. I've been uh, put in time out by Facebook. I don't know who reads this stuff. No matter no matter how much, how well I try to dedicate uh, what I post and, and, uh, and, and I connect dots with links and stuff like that. I don't know who's reading it. Um, I only have like 2,000 people who follow me on Facebook, and I guarantee you that of the 2,000, maybe there's 100 people that, that actually check my wall to see what I post. So I'm, this is what I wrote today, okay? And don't interrupt me, because there might be typos that I have to overcome. Give me a, a freaking second to put on my reading glasses. Here we go. Did I make enough noise for you guys? And this is how you got to see how I see what I saw today for the second straight day. McCarthy does not have a mandate from the American public in the midterm elections. But 20 representatives are sounding the alarm to have a mandate. They have a mandate. Change the congressional rules of the drools. 
you understand that cryptic language, changed the congressional rules of drools or handed over to American communists. It is what you all wanted when you voted for Biden anyway. A presidential crime family got elected by way of social envy, two false impeachments of President Trump, cashless bail crime waves, mob shoplifting, $6 gas, transgender and feminine army on minimum wage, abandoning conquered lands, leaving important, sophisticated weapons in terrorists' hands, then open borders, proxy wars, very profound communist education, and a product of such instruction is the acceptance that our number one trading partner is the Communist Party of China. The summation of reality says it is so. You are all, sorry, all of you who are in the majority are not good directors of other people's destiny with your voting, sorry, with your vote, and are not able to decipher who can govern. But those 20 who are willing to bet against your assumptions after your majority voted for a $1.7 trillion omnibus, I call omnibus, not omnibus, 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 scary, bill, after billions of dollars were defrauded from the American taxpayer in the recent PP loans, PPP, COVID-19 stimulus handouts, that only keeps people on the couch. What makes any sense by simply printing money to pay off previous government bonds that Americans are on the hook for? Once the American status become the only political party without a volunteer army and no young people to fight, what becomes of a nation that's fertility rate is so low that there is no one to even draft. Those 20 Republicans representatives are sounding the alarm on integrity of the elected politic. Think about it. You just voted yourself and your children out of existence, out of free, as free citizens. It's pretty pathetic what it looks like to be losers for the sake of losing. And that's what you guys despised. And Donald Trump, are you kidding me? This is what you preferred? Come on, man. Oh, yeah, I way prefer Biden, easily. See? See what I mean? Continue. The, the court, the... The court is yours. I mean, Biden actually, like, because here's the thing is, and I've been saying this all time, is that Republican policies aren't popular. You guys don't care they're popular because you believe in being, you believe. Right. No, you believe you're right. Fiscally sound. You believe you're right. I just described what you guys think. You just read a giant paragraph of nonsense. There was not a single citation of source or anything in that. Is that your excuse? The source is me. So, are you a study? I find I find myself very knowledgeable. My IQ is quite high, and I've been successful in life, and I've been successful on this radio station. That, that was just empty. And I've rhetoric. been successful as a parent, 
and I've been successful as a fall, small business owner. And quite frankly, I've to come to these conclusions, I've read a bunch of derelict journalisms out there, journalists out there, and to know that there are a bunch of penny pitching, rubbing, scratching pundits, including the ones that I like, who make no money, make no risks, and just write articles and links, with actually don't contribute like a risk taker that I've heard being criticized all day today, Elon Musk. If you don't make any money, you hate his guts. And if you make money, you admire him because of his innovation and his ability to overcome poor decisions. This is just about defending a system that solely empowers those who are already wealthy. That is so mediocre, and it explains your unemployment, okay? You've got to look at the employer in the eye and say, I want to be just like you, even if you're not being honest. And you want to suck his brains for everything he knows. And you want to know exactly what he's thinking. Because this is the Republican message. And, you're not and, and you've admitted it here before, is that the tax cuts to the wealthy don't bother you. The, the tax I, they cuts don't, to the wealthy because they don't, pay the taxes. Even if they don't even spend that money back here, everyone else can go oh, pay yeah, a so high... Oh, yeah, can give it away in PPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPP
This is me being look what, he, look what he just did. He just bought a bunch of conservative radio stations and turned them into progressive liberal think yeah, tanks. This is a Karl Popper guy. Would you go? Do you know who Karl Popper is? I would like you to inform me of who Karl. Karl Popper was a liberal anti-communist philosopher. That sounds like a a politically bipolar person and a liar. But no, continue. It, 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 so he, if you're a liberal. You are more aligned with Communist Party than any conservative will ever be. Okay? That's the point. Open Society is a Marxist organization. No, Always it's not. I just told you it's anti-Marxist. I want you to look it design. up, grab your Gladly. favorite link, and read it, because it's not going to say Marxist. No one will say that to them. Fidel Castro didn't say he was a Marxist. Yeah. Bernie Sanders doesn't say he's a Karl Marxist. Karl Popper rejected Marxism. I just pulled it up so, right here. Great. So, so did Franco. Okay, so what? We talked about that already. There, so did, uh, so did uh, what's his name? Um, so your audience should know that you're not citing stuff that is true. That is, I'm citing everything I said and read is true. I want you to tell me how you can prove to me that George Soros, Open Society, hey, billionaire man, he plays the market. He plays currencies. He shorts the, the the dollar as we speak, and he's getting his way. The dollar's going to tank. Tell me where you think open society and all the liberal agendas aren't more consistent with, without using the word Marxist, because that's like a bad word. Okay, you, no, because this, this is so silly. No one even this says Marxist this is these like, days. This is like they, call, they call Putin a socialist. They don't the, even call him a Marxist. This is degrees. This is like me calling you a Nazi. Would you go? No, would this you, is like me calling you a Nazi you because you supported Donald Trump. I said it's equivalent. It's intellectually bankrupt. It's an intellectually Ooh, bank- he's stealing my words. It's an intellectually bankrupt attack go, to call Soros to, Marxist oh. on the same terms because he I, is not right wing. That is the exact I equivalence. Believe, that I is believe, exactly equivalent. I believe that George Soros, in the end, he's a liar like the rest of them. He doesn't believe in Marxism. He doesn't want uh, any of those things in his own home. But he puts all his money in status yeah progressive. i'm literally looking at right here he used his money to get to move certain countries in eastern europe away from communism after after he grew up with the nazis yeah okay now he, he, he was in the camps he fell out okay, of let's the do train. it this way let's do it this way go to open society and look at uh like their who they donate to and read those titles that's probably the best way for the audience to understand who open society is because no real Marxist has ever admitted to be a Marxist. That's not true. Well, that's not true I, anymore. Would you please give us? You, you'll, no, cite, no, you'll, no. you'll cite Fidel Castro, but didn't, wasn't he Fidel, never called himself a Marxist? Well, he was already trained by revolutionaries Absolute. in Mexico. He already had and his he communist lied the back. whole time. Yeah, once he got into power and he incorporated Marxist philosophy, and Raúl Castro was definitely a Marxist. He said that many times, but. Once they once they're obvious, they are. They'll probably. Bernie Sanders is even an open Marxist. Uh, I I would like Sa- Sanders. I, I'm yeah, not going to defend Bernie Sanders. I believe Bernie. He's a, Bernie I believe took he's a Marxist. to the press and said the San, what's the torture of the Sanderistas is wrong. Like these are people who really devoutly believe in the cause of their. Yeah, country. yeah, they all. So like, but you're, I don't know where you're getting this idea that like oh they're secretive. They're not being honest. Not like they've been completely honest. Even the guys in the screen. Keep it, keep it, keep no, it going. No, even the guys who have been arrested in uh, McCarthyism. A lot of those people. Um, Trumbo, McCarthy was right. Okay. Trumbo was, was an open everywhere. Stalinist. Trumbo was a Stalinist in particular. Oh, please. 
Trumbo? Yeah. Say it again. Trumbo, the screenwriter who was blacklisted, who oh. wrote Gladiator. He was a Stalinist in particular. Thank Marxist. you for informing the, uh, the the audience because I didn't know who you meant by like, Trump. We, we do not shy like a, away from... I thought that was a slant no, on no, Donald no, Trump. No, 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 no. We do not like hide that we have read Marx and we find his theories on history more prevailing than others. Yes, and then they all failed, and he was a liar. He was but a that's terrible. not what we're talking Karl about Mark right now. Was you, a loser. You, were tel- you were telling me that George he was a journalist loser. You were telling terrible me George, dad. You were telling me George Soros was a Marxist. His children all died. All evidence points starving, to, uh, a neglect, abuse. All evidence points Karl to Marx George Soros loser. being an anti-Marxist. If I, anything, I, yes, I, I, I. No one can convince me of that. I just did. I told you. Uh, he funded all of these things, which to get his <coughs> countries away he's, from the Soviet Union. He's an, abo- he's an abortionist. Nothing uh, to do with Marx. He, uh, he never collapsed the Soviet Union. They got bigger than ever. He actually uh, he never sustained, he sustained and used their propaganda in, co- in collusion with them for the purposes of, of dominating currencies. Because he, he became a very there wealthy man. nothing about him working with the Soviet Union. I already, you just made that up. You, made the, uh, you just made that up right now. Go look. I'm looking at it right look now. Look where the money's going. Moved, he moved countries away from Eastern, from real socialism, as the Soviets okay. called it, That's, in the Eastern Bloc. He, by all intents and purposes, is an anti-Marxist. That's not true. Yes, it is. Why don't you just put George Soros anti-Marxism. Tell me what comes up. Put that in the, in the search engine. And be honest of what you hit. Take the first one you hit because it's the most popular hit, and then go a couple pages down like I do. <coughs> when I get a search engine, I use whatever pages yeah, I see. The first thing that came up was the book that inspired it, which was who I was talking <coughs> about. Go, Someone who opposed it. him, which was opposed Marxism, which is open society and its enemies. Okay, go. Li- Karl Popper. Listen. Okay, now can you now since you already mentioned this that. is the guy. Okay. Popper criticizes you're forcing Marx. me to do that. I got to be in front of this no, no, board because no, no, you're looking for evidence that you want to no. find. Yes, this is exactly what we're going right here because conservatives he's the biggest, have he's obsessed. The biggest. Conservatives have obsessed with George Soros for the last eight years. No, okay. my bad. Twelve. You guys have obsessed with George Soros because you want to believe that there's a billionaire puppet master who is subverting <laughs> your efforts. No, the and Democratic Party. The, no, the, the reality Democratic is Party. people don't like your policies. That's not true. Yes, it is. People hate your policies. You know what they hate? They hate crime. They hate $8 gas. They hate leaving weapons behind in Afghanistan. They hate open borders. Right, and puts, you're living it now. They've made a mistake. You guys who, don't even want to admit put, the mistakes you made. Right, you just said after right, I like read this, right, like, oh, Biden's a better no choice. You're That's, right. Trump did not do weapon deals with Saudi Arabia. That never happened. They're our allies. They're Sunni. They take down Shiites. We don't like Shiites. They, uh, those weapon deals have been happening for forever. They're our allies. You can't put the blame on one party. I'm sorry. This is evading responsibility. No. I thought you guys were the party of personal responsibility. No. And here it comes. The, Saudi, it the is, Saudis, right, and, and gas even, after, even after their, their training of 9-11 terrorists, you know, that's the truth. They're still our allies in the Middle East. They are in the same bed as us to marginalize the Iranians. And they got the full blessings of the Israelis in the Abraham Accords. And for the first time in our history that you all didn't seem to like or overlooked or wasn't intellectual enough to even ponder, we are actually getting closer to peace in the Middle East among all the other nations but Iran. 
to marginalize them even for, farther. Because once Iran has the bom- the bombs, they're going to go off. If you think that Iran's going to be a nuclear power that's holding back, like North Korea, who has a bunch of bombs, but they hold back, it's because the Chinese are holding them back. But Iran doesn't have anybody to hold them back. Because now that they've given a bunch of drones to Russia, they're the first ones who are going to say, go ahead, drop one on, on Israel. And they'll drop right in the middle right. So just going Tel Aviv. On, just going on so everyone can know, everything that comes up with Karl Popper and the open society is all a refutation of Marx. Refutation, refu- uh, just yes. refuting him yeah, totally. Yeah. So George Soros, by all intents and purposes, especially given the work that he did in Eastern Europe... Is an anti-communist. You can't, you know, I can't really quote. You got me on Popper because I haven't, uh, I don't even know of the roots of, of the open society other than who they gave a lot of money to all the time. And everything I'm opposed to, they've gotten funding from them. But I did not know who Popper was. I'm, I'm in totally... Uh, a novice when it comes to the origins of open society. But in an article written by The Guardian that is a liberal rag... That is a left-wing um, okay. UK paper. Unlike most billionaire class, George Searle is not an out-of-touch plutocrat, but a provocative thinker committed to progressive ideals, which is, makes his failures so telling. And the article goes on. It was written in 2018... Okay, it's uh, a response. Uh, 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 George Soros's response to this article is forthcoming, which I probably will not read. The late in late May, I'm not going to read this whole article, but if you start talking, I'm going to go cut and paste. If you choose, no, you go ahead. Go ahead, read. Read. I don't know if I don't. I'm reading. I'm seeing it for the first time. Okay, so. You're going to see progressive stuff all over this, and it's going to undermine everything you said. That he's an anti-communist? Please, he's an anti-liar. You can be progressive and anti-communist. You can be a capitalist communist. Hello? You can be progressive You can be a billionaire communist. Hello? Isn't Putin a billionaire communist? No. All his buddies are all a bunch of oligarch billionaire communists? What what is communist about the character of All factors of production are in my control. That's communism. That's what no, that's country- nationalizing. No, nationalizing that, is when you actually physically... The British Empire prided itself on nationalizing certain industries. I'll call... You know what I call communism? 50% of the gas in this country is taxed. 50%. This, this is ridiculous. Cause of the price of gas is taxed. Communism is whatever you don't... Communism, communism is whatever, according to you, is just not super privatized. This is the definition Not that, super privatized. The government the defi- this this controls is, the lion's share of its profit. No, this is wrong. Communism is not when the government does something. Communism follows an idea that it is an egalitarian, publicly owned thing. Only only thing that's publicly owned and should be publicly owned, and our failure to adhere to it makes us a very poor country now, in debt, is, and a percentage of poverty has grown since the war on poverty commenced under LBJ, that percentage of, of American poverty has grown after these benefits that you wanted to those who are working their butts off, they used to be able to make a living working at the at the mill. 
and General Motors, you used to be able to make a handsome living, go to college, and go to, and you guys ruined that because you made life so damn expensive. And then you lied to a bunch of people who got liberal arts degree, and they're wondering why they have no work. My God. Well, anyway, uh, late May, the same day, she got fired by the U.S. TV network ABC for her racist tweet about Obama's advisor, Valerie Jarrett, Roseanne Barr accused Chelsea Clinton of being married to George Soros' nephew. Chelsea Soros Clinton, Roseanne Barr tweeted, knowing that the combination of names was enough to provoke a reaction. It's delusionary. No, I don't know this word. Could you help me here? Desolutatory. Here, let me see it. Desolutatory. 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 I don't know what that means. I thought it was delusion, but no, I'm wrong. That word. Delusatory. Looks like. Yeah, delusatory. Okay, what am I? What does that mean? Uh, let's look that up. I, first time. I oh, the youngin doesn't know. I don't feel as dumb as I feel. It, it seems like this article is excellent. It probably will prove my point, but my audience would be incredibly bored if I read this whole freaking thing. So, I'd have to uh, cut and paste this and just read excerpts of it. And all you can do is uh, globalist billionaires come out a couple of times dedicated to making America a liberal wasteland. It's so so you, know who, you know who's a globalist? Trump. Yeah. Uh huh. Some guy. Anyone who, who own the like, globalists are capitalists. You know you're making them who a, own a, multiple. Who own multiple properties in different countries? That's not a global, that is global. Yes, global. yes. This is what globalism that's is. That's an international. This is what. An this international, is what an international businessman. Yes, globalism. No. This is what the globalization movement no. in the nineties was. Yes. Globalism is one government, my friend. So one he, he, currency. I, I am willing to one fess army up to all of my political and a beliefs bunch of and all of my stances, but conservatives will constantly pretend that they do you not. You know what globalism is? Convincing you that climate has changed and we're all going to fall. That has nothing to do with it. They, that's the number one mantra of a globalist. Is global warming? It's their agenda in what's it called? Agenda Twenty One, I think it's called. Uh, is that the name of it? It's all about one government, one bank, one currency, and the rest of us are serfs, so that they can lie and steal about it. You can you can smell it with electric cars. My God, it's so hard to mine the minerals and materials and rare earth minerals needed to make one battery. Imagine millions of batteries. It's going to be a toxic but, but, wasteland but this, soon. This is it. We, we, we have gone through the whole spectrum of conservative rhetoric, and we've illustrated that it's just not about taking accountability or changing for certain parties. We don't have to change when we're wrong. We only but have to are. change when you we're right. Wrong. You're saying you me, I have to change own... because I'm right. No, man. You... you made the bed. You sleep in it. You believe the people who made this terrible you have bed for you. have such a definition that you've never been in power. You've never done anything. You have no influence. There is no political group that ever has rallied around you. You've had no political victories. Like, th this is it. Like, it is a whole attitude. I mean, uh, you, you sound like you're talking about me, not the political party. Are you talking about me specifically or the Republican Party? Both. Oh, that's, that's a safe zone answer because I've never been elected. And um, I believe that whoever listens, you, whoever listens to me, it, it, sure as hell doesn't tell me. And, and your whoever, interpretation, and whoever person, your interpretation of things. I as well. believe a lot of people. I agree with you on this point. 
I believe a lot of people have ignored the hell of me, and we're all paying the price for that. Because here's the thing: I would be willing to, including admit, myself. I even I, as a left winger on a historical movement of socialism, I would be willing to tell you these were the failures of the Soviet Union. These were the mistakes that Hugo Chavez. Well, has... Why don't you just list the stuff that was successful? So it's a much sure. shorter list. Go for I, it. I, I can't, but like, but this is the point I want to make. Say the points that were successful about the Soviet sure. Union. Uh, um, in the Soviet Union, um, legalization of homosexuality um, decri- uh, and um, kind of the decriminalization and attitude about being Jewish, um, nationalization and um, of certain industries, building these industries along, along various points of the whole country, reducing malnutrition, the explosion in population after a while, um, stopping the Cuban well, the Missile stop, Crisis. Stop, stop the explosion of, of population, which is what we need more than ever before? Um Stopping the Cuban Missile Crisis was they another... Didn't, they didn't stop. They just oh, didn't, yeah, no. They, they, they just they, didn't they want to obliterate us. They were the big boy in the room. They were. Be- between they Kennedy... They would have kicked Between our Kennedy ass. and um, Chad... Do you guys ever were, see the map? Google, my audience... Hold, hold on. I, you, Google the map that was sold at auction, I believe for $183,000. You, you pitched me a challenge. I'm that, answering it. Okay, but I gotta, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta say you something. You pitched me a challenge. I answered it. This is what I gotta say. Go look at the map... Google Images, map sold at auction from the Joint Chiefs of Staffs to John F. Kennedy during the missile crisis. Look what they already had in Cuba. A war broken out. 80 million Americans were looking at being singed just from the stuff that they had. Now, of course, Cuba would not no longer exist. It would be under the, under the water, but it would have killed 80 million Americans. Go ahead. Continue. Um I would also just say generally um, the American Union movement helped create and foster a lot of the middle class, and I think that was probably filled with Marxist and le- leftists. Including the divorce laws. Sure, which I think are another good thing. I think anyone who's been in an unhappy marriage can tell Devastated you that Devastated birth rates that- and, and, and dad has left the home. You're wrong there. The union movement. Anyone who's been, anyone- the union movement. As much as I if, believe if like, in the union you, movement, because that's the liberal side of me, I believe in the union movement, just not for government employees, private sector unions. But see, like, so here's the thing, is that I will go through what I think are the successes. Okay, now, I promise not to interrupt. Is that I'm willing to go through what I think are the successes and the failures of my historical political movement. Go ahead. Like, I, I am unashamed. Continue. I am unashamed. I should shut up. To, <laughs> I am unashamed to talk about the benefits and the failures of my movement. And, and I won't the debate thing. them until you're completely finished. So, and fact, what, take what the I, entire I, what, 20 minutes. What I don't see is ever a willingness out of Republicans like, from all of my time growing up is to acknowledge. Like, it's, it's always to put the blame elsewhere. When all of Republicans were backing the war in Iraq, oh, no, that was only the neocons. We've, we we want to get rid of the neocons in the party. Like, it is constantly... That's, that's the not, reason for, for going into Iraq? No. But, September 11th was the reason for going oh, into Iraq. Yeah. But like, we had to fight somebody. There is never- I grant you that we picked the wrong person yeah. to fight, but we had to blow the, sh- the <laughs> out of everybody. You knocked down our buildings, whether we knew it was coming or not, whether we prepared for the buildings to collapse, whether everybody made money in the process. I get that. I've read those articles, too. Some of the most impressive things, name-dropping I've ever heard, was occurring weeks before 9-11, as if so many people knew. Anyway, aside from that, once you did it, you scumbag, Muslim terrorists, you were going to get crocked and clocked by the great giant. The giant has awoken. And the sleeping giant awoke, 
and we just picked the wrong country. And what group were they? An ally of what ours, Muslims? Iraq. Wahhabis. Huh? What group of Muslims were they? Wahhabis. From what country? Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Yes. So. Very, very strict. <laughs> so. Very abusive to women. So it, it's. I have seen a Republican Party. You know that why never the Saudis? By the take, way, by the way, you guys can't even lose an election. Oh, yeah, I'm going back to my. To I'm going it. back to on my word. I said I would shut up. It's but like, the Wahhabis were the first to allow yeah. American companies to come in, secure facilities for us to refine their oil. That's the only reason we became allies to Saudi Arabia because they were the first in the Middle yeah. East back in the 70s. In fact, in the 60s, that allowed Exxon, Chevron, American companies to come in and refine their oil because they couldn't, and they let us do it. At a very profitable reality, their kingdoms. So, the, but this is the reality: is that I have always seen a Republican Party that never takes the personal responsibility and accountability that they demand of everyone else for themselves. It is never we failed. We, you know, we want to move the party in a different direction. We've seen that we were wrong on this. It's and wrong on what? Because then you, I, I kept my word. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't going oh, to interrupt they, 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 you, but they, wrong they, on what? They were wrong with the war on terror. They were wrong with the war on drugs. That's not true. The war on terror, as much as um, the disgust of many because of the way we left Afghanistan, and we're going to be leaving Iraq soon because it's going to implode too. I, I'm surprised the news is already out that Iraq is falling into the abyss. All that is under Biden. All uh, you know, Trump was had, wanted to get out too, but that they, they would let him out. By a Republican president, it was, and it was lost for half of it. We listened to McCain for some of it. We brought it back under law and order in some bizarre way. I don't know how you. I'm not comparing law and order that I'm talking about. But in like Glass Eagle was another thing that like that, you guys the, blew that one. Don't blame it on I, us. I'm willing to blame Democrats, and I'm willing to say I want to vote out Phil the, Graham of Texas. And Clinton abandoned yeah. the Community Reinvestment Act and, I want- and repealed Glass-Steagall, and it, it imploded on George Bush. Bush got the blame, but it actually happened. I, I would Clinton. even I would agree with that. Like this, I want the third. How way- the hell can you repeal something that that pulled us out of the Great Depression in the late twenties? People don't realize that the the real economic depression in this country was twenty eight, not thirty three. So hello, why would you? Why would you let commodities companies and insurance companies buy corn and soybean on the commodities market? That's insane. That's the most volatile market in the world. But, but it's the, ten times. People don't even realize. Do you know this? That the commodities market is w- almost a hundred times the stock market in size because it's real things. It's real stuff. Yeah, it's, it's real, unlike exactly. the stock market. And it has to be bought. It has to be consumed. There's there is if no ends or buts about it. And it's and the commodities are I think are I think uh, seventy or eighty commodities only, whereas the stock companies are what six thousand seven thousand companies. Get me that number. That number is very important. But the commodities trading is the most important industry, fast moving uh, industry. I don't know if I should call it industry. I should say market because it's a lot of industries that have to do with foodstuffs and minerals and energies. That is so vital, so vital for the existence of capitalism in this country. And we allowed insurance companies to buy into it. The wonder AIG had some terrible short and puts, and and the whole thing blew up on them. They had it's four trillion dollars. Four trillion, and the U.S. stock market is. Let's see that valuation. I guess. Oh my God, four trillion. 
And to think we're a hundred trillion dollars in debt is so sad. <laughs> Forty-six billion. Uh, hold on. No, is, it, is that correct? It's that much bigger. I was right. It is a hundred yeah. times bigger. <laughs> it makes sense. Makes yeah. sense to me. Like, yeah, it's but incredible. I, 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 it's incredible that some politician can think that the financial market should have the right to invest in commodity contracts. Are you kidding me? Of course it was going to implode. That's disgusting, man. Whole insurance companies bellied up. Uh, whole brokerage houses bellied up. Uh, remember when the Buffett got a, a huge chunk of um, uh, the assets of, uh, not Bear Stearns, what was the other one? Uh, he forced them to implode, and then he would give them the lifeline. I think he saved Bear Stearns. Uh, he saved Bear Stearns for Neiman Brothers to go under. It was Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers, yeah. Yeah, so he forced <laughs> Lehman Brothers to tank, and he'd save Bear Stearns. He could have picked either or, and he chose Bear Stearns over Lehman Brothers. And that kind of liquidity is the, uh, the liquid assets of a very liberal, progressive billionaire like Soros. My point exactly. Yeah, he's an anti-communist. Sure, I believe that Buffett is an anti-communist. I believe him to be a uh, capitalist, but he's a very disgusting liberal statist. And see, but when you take the stances of they're not part of this group, they're not all part of this opposition party that just exists to subvert Republican will, then we can actually have conversations on policy, which ends up improving people's lives. That's the point that we can actually. You're trying get. to fix. You're trying to fix what what your failures are. Exactly. You, you guys have got for the last hundred years. Every you guys, meaning you, your grandfather, your dad, your friend, uh, your entire line of generation, not necessarily your bloodline, but just the people before you who think like you. You've got every freaking thing passed from 1911 to 2021. All of it, no. everything, 100% of it. I, I would say the only time that you got a little bit less than you actually wanted was the Affordable Care Act, where you didn't get single payer health care. Somehow we were able to, I don't know, I don't know how. I really don't. I think the Democrats somehow just caved on that. But I don't know because I'm already suffering enough under the present uh, Obamacare regulations. But I still have health care, and I still pay my premium, and my insurance is paying some of the stuff I need. And as I get older, I realize, wow, I'm overpaying for something because of the huge bureaucracy Obamacare created. Uh, you know what I had to do today, for instance? Mm. I had to pay full price for all my medicines just to meet the requirement to get it cheaper next month. So because it's January, I had to pay full retail price for all my drugs, and it's a lot. I take on five or six drugs for my diabetes and my strokes, and I had to pay full price, $200 worth of stuff. And if I didn't have the money, I don't get the medicine. Why? Because I'd have to pay $200 without insurance, right? So I have to pay to meet the deductible for the year, and then those same pills go down to 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 60 bucks, depending on, and I never pay more than 50, 60 bucks every time I get my pills. But I had to get screwed they had to meet the very high deductible, and not to mention my premium quadrupled from $700 a month for six months to $1,700 a month for six months. And the only thing you can tell me, and I'm waiting for it, oh, but you're older now and you're not as healthy. Huh, guess what? It's been 1700 bucks for a lot longer than you think. So 
I can afford it and I paid it and that's it. What's up? You know, that's why I was obedient to my prosperity. I don't have on Instagram, if you look at my Instagram and my, my Facebook, you don't see me traveling around. You don't see me going to here, there, and everywhere. You don't see it. Why? Because I don't feel like it. I don't feel like spending four or $5,000 on a 10-day trip so that I can show you a picture of how cool I am. By the time you see me uh, in a foreign country hanging out, it's because I ain't coming back. Because <laughs> you guys have already imploded this place. That's just the way it is. You guys implode this place, and then uh, if I can't beat them, I'll join them. And you'll see me roaming around in sandals in communist countries, you know, with uh, looking you know, for... a lot of Americans are going over to retire in Vietnam. Hello, why not? It's Panama, Vietnam, Costa Rica. The dollar is weak. It's a hundred and how many trillions in debt? I mean, it's so obvious that your plan is not working your party has gotten everything they want, and it didn't work, and you want me to change so that you feel better about me because you didn't listen to me the first time, and neither did the 80 or 90 years of people who thought just like you 100 years ago. I'll never forget an FDR video that said, the Republicans say that this Social Security won't benefit the average worker, that a, a nice retirement after hard work, after a hard career uh, is not going to benefit the American people. And and all they can say, and he holds up his Tipperillo. You know, he had the he had this that cigarette in the uh, what do you call that Tipperillo thing? The thing you put the cigarette in and you smoke from it. And he right. leans back like that. Remember, he's standing up at the podium because they they would have to bring him into these conventions so that when people would arrive, they would already see him standing there because you know because of his polio, they didn't want to see. A lot of people don't think he would have ever got elected four times if they knew he was an invalid. But regardless of that, it wasn't a deficiency. In it. His story is his story. You know, he hung in there long enough, and look, he's sat there for four years. I mean, for four terms. And he would have gone through a fifth term had he not died. But um, he said, and all the Republicans can say in opposition to the Social Security is, who's going to pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? It's 50% of the budget, and no one can pay for it. None of it. There is a dollar in Social Security. It's a freaking Ponzi scheme. And guess what? It doesn't even pay for cable. It used to pay what? It used to pay a house or rent back in those days in the 30s. And remember, and you what, never what, what let... did FDR consider his greatest accomplishment? Social Security. Saving c- capitalism. Uh, he could say it, but it wasn't true. He also was a, a, a man of great wealth. All, all the Rockefellers, from Theodore on to his late cousin Franklin, they were very wealthy people. They were a huge glass company in the, in the modern skyscrapers. And they were involved in metals and uh, subcontractors, uh, big contractors for uh, big farming equipment and construction materials. I mean, the Rockefellers were loaded for a long time before those two kids rose to power generations apart. But, again, it's a perfect example. I like to think that in the readings that I uh, can muster, I like to think that the Democrats were really for the common guy in the beginning. But I look to Andrew Jackson, who started this all, and he was the first mule. He is a stubborn mule who's an incredible capitalist. You know, Andrew Jackson was... The guy who created the first uh, profitable racetrack and racehorses and that bourgeois kind of 
uh, assemblage of very wealthy people. The better. When, when I hear he's the guy who made the first profitable racehorse thing, I think like, oh, he he just ran casinos, Dan. Uh basically, <laughs> he basically he taught America how to gamble, and and saw he, he was able to get the super rich to. To bet on the horses that he owned the majority of the of the horses in the race, you can imagine he, he knew which one was limping, which one was sick, which one wasn't going to win no matter what. That, that's what I hear when I hear that. Classic yeah. Democrat. I mean, classic. He learned the ropes. Now, at the same time, he was hated by his by DC. He was hated like Trump was hated. I guess that's why Trump had his bust in the in the Oval Office. Because he was dis- despised and hated. They even rigged his first election. Isn't that ironic? Andrew Jackson's first election was rigged by John Quincy Adams in a in a in a deal over electoral votes. Wasn't he the first really elected one? No, he came back and ran again and won this the second time around when they realized how right he was. As I su- I suspect that uh, Trump will do if Liz Cheney doesn't jump in the race and dilute all his votes. Because the problem with Trump is he gets so many people so pissed off by the things he says and does, regardless of whether he's right. Because you never forgive. I know this in my own community. My community will never forgive me for being right. As you're not forgiving me for being right about fiscal policy in this country. I'll admit that I'm liberal only on a few things, very few things. One of them is, for instance, petty crimes. I really find it disgusting that drug dealers... uh, and, uh, you know, petty crime, in other words, unrelated to, unrelated to violence, how drug offenses, basically, I'm really against those long sentences. They, to undo such a policy like that, you're going to need to oppose private prisons. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you. I believe private prisons is something that is probably the only way to expand our prison population. All you can tell me is the stupid theory that is there's a motivation to put more people in prison because we're building more prisons. Well, not only that, prisons. we have one of the highest prison populations on the planet. Yes. Free nations have a lot of rip-off artists. Hell, they have a political party and a president who's a rip-off artist, and he's gotten away with it so far. Private prisons is probably more efficient than a government prison because you know what I think about anything government does. Just can't do it. It's not... It doesn't have profit. It doesn't have profit. It only has theft in its arsenal and inefficiency. Remember what I say. The premise of everything I talk to you about is premised on something. It's not just rhetoric. Even though you've accused me of just talking out of my butt, the truth is I wrote about this stuff. I wrote about a book to reinvent the United States. And it's very futuristic in the sense that I believe my book is more important than your books because all the other books are about what already happened, you know, documentations of history. Uh, The Fantasia books that are out there have uh, cool, uh, innovative ideas that never came to be or stuff like that. But mine are policies, uh, ways to go about our society to solve what you guys blew up as a socialist party. I have... Reasons to believe that my ideas are not reforms. I don't use the word reform at all in the book. As much as I want to use the word reform in a sentence, I found some other way to not say reform because I don't believe in reform. I believe in reinvention of the United States. We reinvent 
what it is to be prosperous, and we reinvent what it is to get an education. We reinvent what it is to be a mom and a dad. We reinvent uh, how we tax each other, and we reinvent what is a first and, uh, and pr- priority of the government, a better idea. I always can rely on this thing that you can't debate, and is when the great idea does not get support, the bad idea gets the money and is written into law. But how do you defend the good idea? I Unfortunately, plausibility and reality are two things that nobody really has a a prescription on. No one really knows what makes a great idea until it comes to pass, it comes to be. And no one thought we could land on the moon, and then we did. No one thought that uh, a rocket could be returned back from space, land on its ass, and reused, and it did. No one thought that the common car could go 150 miles an hour, and it has. No one thought a ship could take hundreds of thousands of people across the planet, and it did. Uh, it could also sink pretty fast, as it has. And there's no reason why a train fired up with liquid natural gas, as explosive as that could be if something goes wrong, there's no reason why it shouldn't be running from San Diego to Brownsville in a 50-foot ditch, 50 feet up high, so 100 feet of concrete, like the Hoover Dam, 1,900 miles, with holes in it that are scanned for truck, uh, for truck traffic, car traffic that presently exists along the border, and that should be what separates us from Mexico. It's called the Great Wall of Will. Google it, and you'll see what I'm talking about. That's in my book. And I told it to the powers to be at the highest levels I could go, I could get to. And they all told me to pound sand. Why? They didn't think they could get elected on the idea. They thought it would cost too much. They thought uh, the train would never run. They thought the technology is so far in the future. They thought that uh, it wouldn't keep illegal immigrations from digging under it. Well, you tell me how you dig under a freight train that's dug 50 feet under the ground and 50 feet above it. You tell me how you dig under there. Because you don't even want to acknowledge that there's hundreds of tunnels between Mexico and the United States right now moving cargo. And that cargo is heroin, weapons, cocaine. The thing I would say to support you is that the, um, the current parties who are funded by big business like are, it. Are on the take. They like it because it's an easy-to-exploit, non-negotiable labor force. Because they're already... Because the conditions of why they're here are criminal to begin with. Who, well, the illegals? Yeah. They yeah. can't negotiate with them, right? Like, they say... And they can't kick them out either because they're in the millions already. Well, you can kick in... Indivi- yeah, but you, they don't want to kick out the millions of them. They want to just be able to... To exploit them. To exploit them and have them at a point where they cannot negotiate their pay. That is true. Because it's like, you don't... And that is Republican and Democrat. Yeah. And I I would agree with that. Okay. I would agree with that. And I can't... And I I, said that here... And the reason why I can't dispute you is because I know Americans don't want to cut grass. I know they don't want to pick apples. I know they don't want to assemble tomatoes and berries and strawberries. I know that from the very farmers who've told me. They just... Flat out say, hey, man, if I don't have a bunch of illegals showing up every morning at 3 or 4 in the morning, uh, you do not get fed today, my friend. 
your Winn-Dixie Publix would be empty in two weeks. It'd be all gone. So I understand that. I do. I really do. And I understand that illegal immigration is crushing the middle class. It just has. And I believe that the manifest destiny we had when we set out yonder, which you actually have mentioned many times, you have left it just at what you read. I believe the manifest destiny was what Marco Rubio stole from a conversation that he had, where manifest destiny really is the guarantee that one generation will not only live better, but outlive the next generation. I've always felt that... Like, I was supposed to be able to assure you, Mia being your dad, I was able to... My manifest destiny as an American was to know for sure that you were going to live better than I did. Here's the one thing I think conservatives are ideologically correct about. When it, when it comes to politics, you have to be pro the country. You know... When you're doing politics in America, you have to be pro-America. You have to be pro-Canada. You have to be pro-Japan. Wherever you're from, you have to be pro the well, country. Well, in Japan, they don't allow immigration at all. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't become a Japanese citizen, period. But what I mean by that is that you have to be pushing for your vision of what the country can be. Like, and to me, when I hear Manifest Destiny... I think about the expansion westward. I think about, like, um, how many acres in a meal was it? Like, that's what I think about. Like, I think about a country that was growing, that was big, you know, practically what was an empire. That yeah, but I, take it more esoterically. It can't just mean that physical move to the west it has to be prosperity and guaranteeing your generation living better than mine. Like, my father guaranteed that I would live better than he did. I have he has accomplished that. I live better than my father did. My father left it all to us. He paid all his bills. He left me zero debt. I mean, come on. Well, that's the thing. I, I think my father ha- could do that with an eighth grade education and English as a second language, escaping from tyranny. All Americans have an obligation, whether you come out slow, stutter, uh, behavioral problems, divorce, because sometimes, you know, I understand my parents were married. You know, gazillions of years, 34 years when they passed away, I guess they're still married today. I mean, I understand that. And look, I'm divorced. I feel bad about what my kids have to go through. I'm divorced from their moms. Yeah, no, but I I think the kids, your kids are probably grateful that, like, you're still not in a relationship where you're fighting all the time. That, uh, uh... that's neither one. That doesn't apply. To I, I've heard one. a lot of kids say, like, that's I was, I was true. happy what when you they said finally is true. broke up. It just up. doesn't apply to me. Uh, in um, my daughter was two years old when I was divorced, so she didn't hear any fighting. So it, yeah, you know, like yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on where I understand that you that no one should be forced to stay in a, in a marriage that just wasn't meant to be. Is just not good one. Well, people talking. change over time, but. When you promote marriage, which is what the law has done, the law has not only promoted marriage, if I gave my, me being the breadwinner, gave my wife a certain amount of money, she'd get 10 times that in a divorce. That's promoting divorce through child support and alimony, which was the case for 30, 40 years. And guess what? The guy disappeared. He goes, I, I ain't I paying that. People. I already gave her the house. I ain't going to give her any more. All of my friends and then he are, never raised the children. All of my friends are getting married now. 
Good so for them, it's, man. It's still a my thing friends that's happening. too. My so, son just got married. Thank God, my so son. I, I, I don't really see marriage under attack or gone. I, uh, it is, man. 60 percent of us are not married. Fifty four percent of children born today are born out of wedlock. It's not something I just say. Man. I imagine that must have happened even more back then. It's, it started in nineteen seventy. I mean, like. Long story short, the that's, story that, is that's no fault why, divorce. Like, Nineteen seventy. Long story short, that's why like abortion was, should guess be where legal. No, guess where no fault divorce came from? Oh, we got a minute left. Guess what? No, guess what? No fault divorce came from Reagan. Communist manifesto. Drop the bike moment. Oh, that's a pro thing over for the Marx. Hill. Then good on him. Over <laughs> the hill, over the hills, <laughs> far away. Led Zeppelin. Nineteen seventy-three. See you on Friday. Take care and stay, stay free, Harry. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube, Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.